Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 154 of the Magic Beans podcast. My name is Cracker, and I will be your host for this episode. And I'm joined by my good mate, Chewy. How you doing? I'm very well, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just you and me this week. Uh, Shorty is unfortunately been struck down with the Rona. Uh, First time for him. Yeah, he's dodged it so far. Yeah. Uh, And still flat out doing envy prep. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think he's been- Thank you, Shorty. He's been like doing an hour's work, then passing out for a couple of hours, doing an hour's work, passing out for a couple of hours. So, yeah, he's uh, getting it done. But, yeah, thinking of you, mate, and hope you're getting better. And Stu, whilst mm. dodging the Rona bullet, uh, a lot of his workmates are not. So, he's uh, he's doing some extras at work. So, uh, yeah, just, just you and me at the moment. So it's, That's uh, right, mate. We can do it. Just you know, the 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 most resilient, the the most. <laughs> Here we go. The most organised of the time, because you know, my I've got multiple team members uh, with with COVID uh, at home at work as well and stuff. But you know, I'm still fronting up, so because we love it, because we love it, and we've got a lot to talk about. It's a pretty big weekend coming up. Right? We do, we do have a lot to talk about. But before we get into that, how is this weekend possible, mate? How are we able to do all this stuff? Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. So, yeah, it's our Envy this weekend, uh, and that is a culmination of the 2022 tournament series. And Josh and Pat's are the sponsor of that, as well as all things Magic Beans. And they are providing a large, large, large percentage of the price support. And uh, they are a Facebook auction page. So, yeah, please support them so they can continue to support us by going to jpmtgbazaar.com.au. That'll take you to their Facebook auction page, nightly auctions, win it now posts, premium auctions on the weekend. They've got a full-time auctioneer, which means their communication and their shipping is second to none. The packaging is next level. So, yeah, hit them up, uh, get bidding, and please tell them that the beans sent you. Very nice, mate. Well done. So, yeah, as you said, this weekend and basically the the whole of this podcast is going to be talking about the envy that we've got coming up on Saturday. Uh, mate, this is a, it's been a whole year coming and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, we've had a a great tournament series this year. We, we've done some things a little bit differently, mm-hmm. we, like we've done some limited one-day events. We did an Explorer League. Uh, so we, we've mixed it up, kept it interesting. We've seen some epic magic played. Uh, we've had some great final streams that we've done. Uh, like, credit where it's due, Shorty's done. Uh, like, if you look at our stream at 10.30 a.m. on Saturday and compare it to even last year's Envy where we, you know, pulled out all of the stops it's just next level again so yeah the uh the coverage is going to be epic uh hopefully we've gotten better at commentating and yeah we've got our 16 best slash most consistent players and uh, a pretty stacked prize pool right what are we yeah what are we what are we playing for Mate, we're playing for it totals up to just over three grand in cash and prizes that is Which is absolutely insane. Like for, yeah. for, for free tournaments, pretty good. And pretty, and we've pretty, g- pretty given nuts. away thousands over the, the yeah, course of the yeah. year as well. So we'll, we'll be up over six grand by the time we're all done for the year, which yeah. is amazing. Which is massive. So that's all of our merch sales, uh, matchbeanscast.com for your merch store. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of our Twitch subs, any donations, mm-hmm. and 
yeah, the then the other ninety nine percent of it uh, comes from Josh and Pat. So it's uh, absolutely massive. So we'll talk about like the prize breakdown a little bit. Um, we've got the we've got the meta game, but we've got uh, one of the things that we're doing differently this year is we're not just doing a top eight. We've got a top sixteen. Uh, so it's going to be massive. So strap in for a, a very, very so, long stream. So, so many matches to, to watch. We were looking at the, the running list for Saturday and, oh boy, it, it is wall-to-wall magic and like, I'm pumped and nervous <laughs> at the same time. I, I think I'm going to meet, I, I might need a fisherman's friend at, at some point uh, yep. just to, to, to keep my voice going. Uh, you know, if even someone who talks as often as me is worried about the amount that they need to talk, you know that there's the magic happening. So, uh, yeah, really, really excited by this because it's a, uh, you know, it is our best players, our most exciting players. Uh, we've got, you know, a lot on the line. Not only is there the, you know, the cash and prizes to 3K, mm-hmm. like we mentioned, but there is just the prestige that comes with being the uh, Envy winner and the banter and, you, there's a special group on our Discord it's, for previous Envy winners. Uh, and it's 12 months of just flexing on people, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, and it guarantees you a spot next year as well. does, which yeah. is one of the things I like the most about it is that, you know, you, you immediately get your invite back, which I think is great because, you know, you got to beat the best to be the best, right? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, yeah a nice little... Uh, bit of running commentary throughout the year as well or it's like oh, i had to play jedis i lost to mm-hmm. jedis that's okay he's the envy winner i don't feel so bad and you know like it, it it gives you a bit of status there but then there's a token which is the token which is very cool so one of the things that uh, josh and pats do is collaborate with an artist so when you do win uh an auction or a win it now post with josh and pats so they have a library of auction of tokens that you can select from and they'll send you some and they're, they're great. So, uh, you know, two, two goblins and things like that, that are quite mm-hmm. expensive. Mm-hmm. You, you can get. So, uh, yeah, you get to make a custom one. So we had a turns counter from, from Jedi. We had a not the threat token and I've done a bit of a, a survey of the players and we'll, we'll show these on coverage. So tune in for the details. But, uh, part of our player profile is asking them what, token they would have and there's some bangers there's some people that want to win just based solely on their, their token <laughs> I saw selection that. so i uh yeah it's, it's a very very cool thing and uh you know the token's got the josh and pats and magic beans logo on the back but you know it is your token it's your likeness it, it's your design so it's something that you know you can you can keep forever which is love it all right so mate like we said, we've got normally when we come into the finals, we we kind of do a bit of a, a, a you know a breakdown of all of the decks, and we get kind of right into the weeds. But there is just there's sixteen this time, so it's just it's way too hard to go card by card and and kind of do that level of analysis. And you know, last time I did one with ties, and and we got into like you know who we thought had good matchups against everyone. There's just there's so many moving parts and so many people. This time we've decided to kind of just give a bit of a meta breakdown, how we see things breaking up. And then I guess, you know, getting into cards a little bit, obviously we, we can't help ourselves but talk about the decks and some of the card choices, but we, we're not going to give you the full 75 for all 16 players. The The deck list will be available on the stream and things. So if people want to check them out, we'll be posting And we'll share them to our Discord the goes as well Absolutely. after this cast goes up. But one thing, I, I you know, not doing in-depth, uh, like you said, but a couple of things have jumped out at me. Yeah. There are- 
and you think back 12 months ago, two years ago, uh, how the mighty have fallen, there are two basic forests in the entire top 60. It's insane, isn't it? Like, whoa. <laughs> There's a lot mm-hmm. more swamps than there forests. There are many, many swamps. So, yeah, very, very interesting there. So, uh, we'll call out, you know, points of interest like that, but we'll just talk about, you know, what the decks do, interesting cards, uh, important cards for matchups and uh, sideboards as well. So, and then how we think the, uh, you know, the that deck and slash strategy matches against the, the field. So, so. Why don't we start with the deck that's going to make up the most of the field then? And we've got Mardu Angels. So we have f- a full four players who have brought Mardu Angels. We've got Wonga Sith, Zero Soldiers, Plunks, and Insanity. Uh, yeah, it's a the most represented deck uh, in the uh, in the Envy, and it, it's kind of the new hotness. It's something mm. that you know it's sort of sprung up with um, you know Brothers War. Uh, and like we were in Sydney just a couple of weeks ago when there was a standard 5k, I don't know if anybody was playing this. Uh, so it's uh, very, very recent. And mm-hmm. yeah, we've got 25% of our players have, have jumped on. So it we're calling it Mardu Angels. It, it, it's a Mardu mid-range deck that just has some angels in it, really. Like it's not like the life gain, you know, the 2-4 thing or the... Um, you know, the gains life with tough. No, it's not like the so. green white angels that we've seen previously. No, but it's a, um, there are some angel synergies. Um, you know, all of the decks are playing Giada Font of Hope, um, which, you know, is a, a pretty solid two drop, like two mm-hmm. mana, two, two flying vigilance. Great. Uh, but then um, pumps up your angels and taps for angel mana is a pretty solid card. So I think, the uh all of our angels decks i'm just confirming that now they're all playing four of yes so yeah and they're all playing inspiring overseer either three or four copies it looks like to um you know chain into your turn three play yeah it's like the immediate payoff on giada to yeah. you know, put a plus one plus one counter around and gain you a little bit of life and you know draws a card so yeah kind of into that synergy but it's it's a little more disruptive it is, it is. So it's got things like uh, like Archangel of Wrath uh, as a way to you know interact your opponent's board. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's got some you know uh, I think everybody's playing some number of uh, go for the throats, but then we've got um, there's Valorous Stance from Autolycus uh, with just some destroy evils and cut downs from um, Sarah's soldiers. Uh, Thing. There was also a. There's a few uh, Brotherhood's End as well, which is uh, an interesting new card and something that uh, I've not actually played with this card. So uh, it's a red, red, and one sorcery modal card. Choose one. Uh, it deals three damage to each creature and planeswalker or destroy all artifacts with real less. So uh, we've got those in varying numbers between our main deck boards. So uh, I'm not sure that there's a lot of. Uh, you know, the Rakdos Anvil type sacrifice deck that just insta dies to this, but there's, uh, yeah, but it's still, got I mean, I guess uses. it's it's good against soldiers, is probably the thought there, right? Like, if that's one of the matchups you're trying to shore up by being slightly bigger mid range deck, if you, you're trying to, you know, hopefully sweep up all the soldiers before they can kind of go wide and get out of hand, I think that's 
probably what it's in there for. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so. I think so. And, uh, disappointed you know, that Sarah's soldiers isn't playing the blue white soldiers, Daddy. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's okay. But uh, we'll give her a pass just this we'll, once. We'll forgive her. Yeah. Um, th- there is quite a bit of variance between them. You know, like some of the lists are playing Shieldred, some of them are playing um, Wandering Emperor. There's one that's playing. You know, some copies of uh, I saw um, Thalia kicking around in one of them as well. So like. Even though we've kind of lumped them together, the, the core of the deck is is very similar, but there's still a, a lot of different choices that people have made as well. You know, some have got Bankbuster and things. So, yeah, and they're, I, they're not the same 75 by any stretch. No, no, they're not the same archetype. But you know, like there's definitely some commonality. Like everybody's playing Blood Tithe Harvester because it's probably just best two drops in standard. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Sarah Paragon is is a mm-hmm. great angel to you know buy back your angels, um, but. Speaking of buying back, uh, I think every one of the deck is playing Lisa, Forgotten Archangel. So mm-hmm. uh, I haven't seen this in, construct- in Constructed. My opponents always seem to have it uh, in Limited. Uh, but, yeah, whenever another non-token creature you control dies, return that to its owner's hand at the beginning of next end step. And then if your opponent's creatures die, they get exiled. So really important for the mirror uh, with, you know, Sarah Paragon uh, running around and things like that as well. So, yeah, and they're all Fable decks, right? Like, and that, that's probably the the most common card. I haven't actually counted them up, but, um, like, everybody, there's probably 12 decks. Yeah, they all have four. Four Fables, yeah. <laughs> all these ones do. Yeah, exactly. So, and then, you know, if we look at, you know, yeah, there's four Fables there. No, four Fables. I mean, it's pretty good argument that it is the best card in standard and and that has been for a long time yeah yeah it's it's definitely one of the big draw cards to be in red yeah when we're you know when when we're looking back in in 10 years time talking about you know this standard reminiscing Mm -hmm. to some new player we'll we'll tell them the fable the mirror breaker i'm sure we will i I know i will now i'm gonna lock that put that one in the vault yeah yeah can you lock it up and just (laughs) never find it again (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's uh it's you know it's it's a good thing to you know just reflect on on kiki jiki and uh get it reflections of kiki jiki yeah no i I got it yeah you got that yeah Yeah, it's good all right um shorty will be ready with the soundboard on the weekend for the womp womps whenever i make these jokes the sad trombone is going to get a workout yeah yeah it might wear that button a bit so so what do you think what's your impression of the the maru angels decks so how do you how do they uh how do you feel they – is this a deck um, you the, would play? Probably not. Okay. It's, I mean, like, I'm not the hugest fan of mid-range piles, and this – they all feel like a variant of mid-range piles. They, they seem really strong. Like, just looking at the individual card quality, it's just super high, right? Like, red and black have obviously been dominant, and, and just white as well. White gives you so many good things. So, like, they're probably the three best colors in standard at the moment, I think is – not yeah, much of a stretch. There's some blue cards that are good, but like I don't know, the it seems strong. It doesn't. I'm not drawn to it. I don't look at any of these interactions and think, "Wow, that's really amazing," and I'm really excited to try and do that sort of thing. I mean, you know, like Lisa into Brotherhood's End and sweeping up a couple of your creatures and then picking them up and recasting your Inspiring Overseer for value the next turn and drawing another card. Like that's cool. I, I like that and like sweeping the board and exiling your opponent's creatures. That seems strong. Like there's, there's some interactions like that that I'd be pretty keen to see turn up. But, you know, 
the, it's it's mostly like incremental value, stick my bomb, protect it with some removal spells, and win the game. Uh, yeah, I I I agree. Uh, and just looking at them, you know, n- knowing that it's twenty five percent of the meta game, we will see a mirror match at mm. uh, or multiple mirror matches. You know, these double elimination. Uh, both Plunks and Autolycus have got a copy of Farewell in their sideboard. And uh, if they manage to draw that uh, in the sideboard of games, it could go a really, really long way to, uh, you know, to, to winning the game. You know, the, there's going to be blood tokens. There's going to be Reckon of Bankbusters. There's going to be Sagas. Uh, as well as you know all of the angels that we we spoke about, mm-hmm. and with yep. with Lisa and Sarah Paragon, you know just turning off their recursion engines by just exiling everything, uh, and you know setting that up and and firing that off could be a a, a real uh, key card in the mirror. I think so. I think mm-hmm. those guys are set up quite well for. For that, probably better than some of the others. So the others might, you know, more tuned towards other matchups. But I, I think, yeah, if they had their time again, they might want to uh, maybe add it in a second copy. Although there's a Mishra's command for auto, which is really interesting as well. So that's going to give them a lot of uh, a lot of play and a lot of options to uh, to potentially beat the mirror. And you know, it's a five men away to <laughs> kill a children, worst case. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got Valorous Stance for that, which seems like a better option, but, you know, that's that's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, go for go the throats for the throat. as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's there's definitely options there, but it's a, um, you know, you, you have to kill Sheldon. And that's why people are playing Destroy Evil. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's uh, you've just kind of got to. And look, there's Wedding Announcements and Fable of the Nuts. It's rarely a dead card, but it's a, uh, yeah, Sheldon. Everybody's deck is built with children in mind. So, and favorite. Yeah, either playing it or killing it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, really interesting. So, uh, yeah, mid range pile, a little bit of synergy. Uh, well, like probably more synergy than it appears on the, on the surface, but yeah, they almost always is. Yeah. And, you know, there's, you know, the meta, the meta base, mana bases are, uh, interesting and potentially painful, uh, with, you know, full complement battlefields of, and yeah. caves and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. so there's like 11, 12 um, painlands running around in the mm-hmm. uh, in each of these mana bases. So it's not quite the fetch shock mana base, but yeah, those points potentially add up and maybe important in a race. So yeah, interested to see if that comes into well. So yeah, that's uh, that's Amadu Angels. It's a new hotness. Uh, if you've played some ladder, you've probably seen it. And uh, yeah, it's it, I think it's going to reward being for the players that have practiced the most and obviously the better players who might see some of those obscure lines and, you know, capitalize them. So a lot of decisions, I guess, when I look at mm-hmm. this. There's a lot of modes. There's a lot of sequencing. There's a lot of what do I get back? What do I discard to my sort of or fable? So, yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, the next most represented deck uh, mm-hmm. is a uh, like a... a, a a bit of a drop off, but we've we've got well we've got uh, two Rakdos decks uh, at the at the table as well. So it's a uh, who do we got? We've got Jedi's Walker, reigning Envy champion, and Map. Who no, are- we've got Penchair. Penchair, sorry, Penchair. Yes, yeah. So first place 
finisher on top of the understandings. Yeah. So I actually, I was um, shooting a couple of messages backwards and forwards to Pen Chair this week and uh, I was asking him how he felt about the deck now that he'd seen the metagame and things. And he was saying that he didn't have a huge amount of time to test leading into this, but he had played this pretty close list at the 5K in Sydney a couple of weeks back. That he top aided, yeah. Mm. And so his thought around this and and that as well was it's a really good deck and he knows how to play it. And rather than trying to shoot for like a perfect 75 or like the new hotness or whatever, he he's leaning into his player skill and knowledge of how the deck works to be his edge. And when you're as good as Penchair, you can do that. You're not you're not looking for Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's a bit like um you know it's a really common approach in modern, right? Where it's just like mm-hmm. this is my deck, I know how to play this, I know what to do in the matchup, I've got a sideboard plan against the popular decks. And even though there might be, you know, more exciting or potentially more powerful decks out, I don't know them. So at the moment my uh highest win rate is going to be what I know. And when Penchair is Penchair, that's uh, a winning strategy often. So uh, Yeah. I mean, look, you just chain Invoke Despairs and Shieldreds and that wins, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes, it's it just- uh, this, this, so, yeah, this is, you know, straight Racto. So, these are kind of the greatest hits of the last year in terms of black-red cards. It's got kind of everything you think. That would be there, you know, underdogs and blood high blood tithe harvesters, a couple of lilies in some of these, some fables, graveyard trespasses, trespasses. Uh, new pickup in Phyrexian Flesh Gorger. To the surprise of nobody, that card is nutty. I had one of those in sealed the other day. Oh, oh yeah, it was uh, it was pretty nice. Uh, I played it as a three three. They killed it, and then I emergency welded it back, and then played it as a. Uh, played it for seven and uh, they scooped it was, uh, that's how the game works yep. um, so it's uh, a very very good magic card uh, it's so, excellent yeah it's uh, <coughs> it's a great addition and there's a a nice little sprinkling of the uh, prototype Phyrexians throughout the top 16 as well yeah yeah there were definitely some in the in, in the angels list as well which we didn't point out but um, yeah and and some of the uh, you know we're talking about Rakdos at the moment but there's some uh, what did Royce call it the moist Rakdos decks so uh, the uh, the Grixis decks are, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that one we'll in a minute those. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah I've, it's a a great card heaps of removal abrades mm-hmm. cutdowns go for the throat soul transfers uh, lilies Mm-hmm. Blood Tithe Harvester being copied with Fable of the Mirror Breaker uh, as a removal spell is definitely a, a, a powerful interaction that comes up in the mid-range battles where you just get that constant incremental advantage where you're getting a, a blood token to cycle away excess lands and killing one of your opponent's creatures. Uh, things like that definitely come up uh, in the red-black-based decks of both you know, blue and non-blue varieties. So, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, very, very interesting. And I mentioned the, uh, you know, the painlands in the uh, the angels deck. Mm-hmm. So, so Penche has got eleven basics in in his list. So a lot less painful. Uh, and that's you know the blessing of playing just 
two colors rather than three. Kind of. You're right. But at the same time, he's also playing four copies of Xander's Lounge, which is a tap land. It is. So it's the yeah. Grixis tap land. Ca- so there, the there is that. It, it does, but also cycles. So it's not like it's a dead card or anything like that. But there's definitely, you know, some downside. But uh, yeah, definitely. Like the fact that you get just so many Inter's untapped lands and without necessarily doing yourself a huge amount of damage. Because yeah. these decks will, will often come down to a race in one way or another. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the, you know, the hitting land drops uh, is is very important as well. So there's, I guess, different mm-hmm. races in mid-range matchups. And maybe this is a uh, a topic for maybe an evergreen, but you know, sure. there's there's the race to your fifth land. Uh, and mm-hmm. then there's a, a, a race to your key cards. And then there's a race to the life hurdles. So that, that, that's pretty much... Uh, how a lot of mid-range uh, battles go, and uh, 25 lands. Uh, so, you know, mod magic, a high land count, but four of those do cycle. And then you've got blood tokens and Liliana do that, but you really want to hit Invoke Despair on five. You just can't afford to miss. Exactly, yeah. Like, you know, stumbling on three mana is kind of backbreaking. Yeah, in, in these sort of decks. I mean, that is why you have Fable and things like that, to just kind of churn through it to find the lens because stumbling for one turn is bad stumbling for two is kind of just game over if your opponent's on, on a similar sort of deck and they're just hitting lens every turn because they just get to play their more powerful spells and they get to double spell and you just get buried in advantage absolutely absolutely um in pen chairs uh removal suite and i just need to mm. check if the other uh red black playing as well uh mm. but uh a braid uh and a braid is yeah they're both got two copies yeah, which is uh, and some of the Grixis decks are as well. So, uh, you know, hits things like Reckoner Bankbusters and Unlicensed Hearst after the thing, but also hits the Phyrexians, uh, which is, it does. Yeah, yeah. So it, they get, these games will go long. Everyone's playing a lot of lands. There's going to be a lot of like back and forth. Playing seven mana for your Flesh Gorger is going to happen, and having a two mana answer to that incredible. I mean, uh, it is, but it also is two mana and seven life. <laughs> Yes. So, like, the, I mean, you can't just sit there and not do that, but yikes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a good card. What can we say? It's a, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Having, having like, a braid, it's better than, you know, soul transfer and seven life, but obviously, you know, mm-hmm. kill everything else. And then, so, yeah, that's, that's what you want to do. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good addition and a, a required addition. So, good pick up from the players. Yeah, for sure. Doing. Absolutely. Uh, I guess we touched on the Grixis yeah. decks a little, and they're the we next did. most um, represented deck. Like, same shell, right? Mm-hmm. They're the same Harvesters, Invoke Despairs, uh, Removal Suites, Fable the Mirror Breakers, etc. cetera. Uh, Sheldreds, obviously. But what's, uh, what does Blue give us? And we've got, um, you know, we've got Rolling Royce, we've got Hemsey, we've got, uh, you know, a bunch of players on the Grixis uh, plan. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking at Hemsey's list, and the blue splash we've got here is for Kaito. We've got a copy of Evangel of Synthesis, which is a card I definitely didn't know existed before. But it's blue-black for a 2-3, and when it enters the battlefield, draw then discard. And as long as you've drawn and discarded more two or more cards this turn, it gets plus one, plus zero, and has menace. So attacks is a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, a two-mana 2-3, two, fine. Uh, and then mm-hmm. some synergies there with uh, Kaito and mm-hmm. Blood Tithe Harvester and Fable, right? So yeah, 
Yep. Um, the, the other things we've got is make disappear, so good counter spell, and blade coil serpent. So, you know, you can pay blue-blue uh, into that and draw a card or black-black and opponent's discard or, you know, red-red and it gets plus one, plus one and trample and haste. So, lots of different modes on that and kind of all of them individually are powerful. So, if you can, you know, get to trigger each of them <laughs> once when you're casting it, that's, that's, that's pretty great. That's and living the dream, right? Yeah. It is. It is. But, I mean, look, it's, it's certainly possible, you know, that the mana base, painful- you know, we've got an island. And a swamp. And a swamp. That's it. Two basics. Um, yeah. So, there's underground rivers, yeah. sulfurous springs, and Chiffon uh, Reef yep. in there as well. So, yeah. And then the Are they white-boarded? Uh, unfortunately, not an option uh, on Arena because, you know, Shorty would be all about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a, a really interesting... Uh, you know, so there's a cost to playing three colors. Sometimes you don't draw them, but the mana base is pretty good too. You know, four copies of Xander's Lounge. Uh, mm-hmm. You're like half a turn slower, but you've got more interaction and you've got some, you know, long, better longer game, like with Kaito uh, and the uh, the Blade Coil Serpent. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the bigger mid-range deck against the, the, the red-black deck, I guess, is the... Yeah, it's just yeah. it's it's kind of just a different interaction suite, right? With, yeah, and it's just well, how that lines s- up. Sort of, because I'm looking at Jedi's list here, and his blue cards are just Corpse Appraiser, which super strong card, and then like a copy of Disdainful Stroke and Sa- Kaito in the sideboard, and then a gate. So there's like a few random things, and then Blade Call Serpents again. But this is this is very much like a red black kind of deck yeah yeah it's absolutely it's a very light base. touch yeah yeah it's uh yeah interesting whereas linden's is somewhere in between the two and he's got some urtai's urtai resurrected some make disappears and then corpse appraises again and then you know like a couple of you know sideboard cards again so yeah definitely different approaches there's there's still kind of that well- shell yeah, so let's have a look at their, you know, their sideboards to see, mm. uh, you know, what what do we see in their sideboards that uh, is going to be, you know, a a potential mirror breaker or something that's going to be good against uh, other um, other decks in the meta that we've seen. So I mean, disdainful stroke seems like a house. Like every yeah. deck is playing things that have four mana value or higher, except for probably the. Um, I'd have to look at all of the soldiers' cards, but you know. You've got negate in that matchup as well, so um, yeah. I one, I guess, like there's a lot of different options, but I'd probably want to try and find and copy for another one. But that they all seem to be playing yeah one or two, and then some kaidos and negates and things. They're just kind of slowing down, and with most of the stuff that you're playing in the red black shells, so like angels just straight red black or against Grixis. All the creatures have got like either enters the battlefield triggers or they've got, you know, um, you know, they're hard to kill or that sort of stuff. So like getting things on the stack is actually really important. And I think that's where I like these ones. I like countering spells. I find it. It's um, look, it can be hard to hold up, but at the same time, there's always 
something to do with your mana and having copies of Bankbuster and stuff like that let you do that quite efficiently as well. So you, you get less punished. And I think that it's um, having that additional flexibility is really strong. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'm just, whilst you're uh, talking there, I'm, I'm studying the, the sideboards. Uh, I think just like the deck lists, you know, uh, Hemsey and Jedi's have gone one way and Linden's kind of landed in the middle somewhere. So mm-hmm. what I like about uh, Jedi's sideboard is uh, two copies of the Black March for, you know, against aggro decks mm-hmm. uh, and or just that extra removal. But I really like the copy of Misery's Shadow. So it's one and black for a 2-2 two, two if a creature and opponent control would die, exile it instead, and then yep. you can pump it. Uh, so, you know, with, with Sarah Paragons and Leases and things running around. Um, or just uh, underdogs on the other side un- as under- well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just trade with the underdog and it's gone, right? <laughs> like, it's just, like mm-hmm. that's, that's an interaction that'll come up. Um, Linden, uh, I I like Linden's just gone for more mid-range with Duress's uh, Brotherhood's and soul transfer sorens right it's just like good cards that you know are very specific for the the matchups but my favorite sideboard out of the uh uh these decks is the uh is hemsy i think although actually i'm doing royce a disservice here because we renamed uh, his. we did his his is definitely a, a- Grixis deck as well. He's definitely a Grixis deck, but yeah, I sorted by name. So, um, so Royce's Royce's sideboard seems more uh, aligned with uh, Linden's, but the Siphon Insight uh, is pretty good in just a mid-range slugfest. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think that's a good one. But <laughs> I just saw what you like in Hemsey's sideboard. Teferi. Yeah. So well, Temporal Firestorm, great. Also that. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, Teferi, Temporal, Temporal. Pilgrim, uh, it just has zero draw a card, Cracker. Mm-hmm. Like sure it's, does. It, it's, uh, you know, we're just talking about the mid-range Slugfest with Siphon Insight uh, out of out of Rolling Royce's sideboard, but uh, <laughs> Hems is going even bigger. So when you look at what Hemsy can do, uh, you know, people are going to have a lot of removal spells, but he's got Liliana's, he's got Kaito's, he's got Teferi's. Um, he's got disdainful strokes. You know, he definitely takes a more controlling route, or has the option to take a more controlling route post board. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I uh, I like what Hemsey's doing out of the sideboard. He's also got a one of dreams of steel and oil in the main, which is a black for a sorcery. Target opponent reveals their hand. You choose an artifact or creature card from it, then choose an artifact or creature card from their graveyard and exile those chosen cards. Not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a turn one play. You know, you can trade off a couple of things and then stop them rebuying something. So it, yeah, it just seems really good in, in what we're seeing here. And we've everyone's seen- Everyone's got creatures, everyone's got artifacts. Yeah. And Great. we've seen in previous uh, finals that Hemsey's quite good at his silver bullets, his one-offs as well. So- Look, man, uh, you put them in there to draw them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And to be fair, like these decks, you know, Kaitos and Fables and- They see a lot of cards. Corpse Appraisers. Yeah. Yeah. They-, they see a lot more cards in modern magic than um than we have in the past so yeah so you know what do you what do you think about the 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 grixis deck is this more your jam it, it is yeah. yeah um that says counter spells it says draw cards. yeah uh, just counter spells is just also uh, i don't know i think that I, I like the package a little more 
like I think that the mana will probably bite someone at some point, but I, f- I, I like the additional versatility that I get by adding blue. Um, and like Corpse Appraiser has just done some really stupid things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that card was one I didn't understand until I saw it played in one of our leagues and I was just like, oh my goodness. Well, I talked <laughs> card, about- It just does so much work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I talked about copying um, Blood Tithe Harvester with Fable of the Mirror Breaker, but copying Corpse Appraiser, mm-hmm. that's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a spicy meatball, that one. So, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's kind of the more represented decks. So let's get into some of the more spicy ones. What do you? Uh, what jumps out at you? Ooh, let's. Uh, we've talked about soldiers a couple of times. Maybe let's jump over and have a look at Mister M, who is packing the blue white soldiers deck. He's our lone soldier yeah. pilot here as well. So uh, certainly a deck that is popular. Uh, on arena and mm-hmm. i think if you you know you look at a lot of the sideboards and and even some main deck choices i think people were conscious of uh this deck and yeah only mr m's the only one that's uh that's sleeved it up so turns out there's a lot of soldiers in standard cracker there is a lot and that's great like we it was one of those things where we weren't sure initially whether like blue white soldiers would be a thing this is uh, to be clear this is like mono white splashing blue there's like i mean there's eight copies of blue cards in the main deck but you know it, it is very much a, a white deck yeah yeah absolutely but uh you know those blue cards do add a uh a, a nice oh yeah value so harbin vanguard aviator is uh white and a blue for a three two flyer i mean mm-hmm. like love it uh Although you usually pay just one blue for your three two flyers, I understand. But uh, <laughs> so uh, it's a yeah. Obviously, uh, Harbin's a soldier. Whenever you attack with five or more soldiers, creatures you control get plus one plus one and gain flying until. So when your deck's all soldiers and has the ability to make soldier tokens, um, this card is, you know just lets you go over the top. This is kind of your, your finisher. It's a great two drop, aggressive two drop, but it's also. Uh, you know, it's not when Harbin and five other creatures attack. It's just whenever you attack with. So this is your overrun, uh, effectively. And then there's... Uh, well, there's just there's so many of those things. Because you've got, like, Valiant Veteran, other soldiers you control get plus one, plus one. In the trenches, creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Like, there are so many anthems built into yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's... Uh, which is, you know, great with... Uh, Sky Strike Officer, which is three mana, two, three flyer. Uh, whenever this attacks, you create a one, one colorless soldier artifact creature token, and then you can tap three and tap soldiers you control to draw a card, uh, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, that gives this, gives the aggressive white based, you know, effectively, you know, white weenie deck card draw in the long game, which is, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And, uh, yeah, also just, you know, with all of the anthems, those one ones, you know, they don't say one ones for long. Nope. I tell you one thing I, I really like in this is that they're playing four copies of Thalia, which is great. Like the plan here is pretty self-evident, right? It is go wide, go low, and get them dead very quickly. But Thalias can slow down enough to kind of, you know, do what you need to do. But resolute reinforcements is raise the alarm but on a creature. Yeah, it's on a on an actual card. Yeah. 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 So rather than it being an, an instant, which is I think that's really cute. And so you don't there are no 
instant or sorceries in the main deck here. You know, you've got Brutal Cathars as... Actually, that's not true. Sorry, there's there's Kayla's Reconstruction. Apologies. There's there's three copies of that. Um, yeah, is, that's that's your late game. Mm, you know, definitely. So it, it's it's not so bad there. Like, you, you, you can afford to play that and Thalia win everything else. Yeah, for sure. And that there's... There's five non-creature cards in the between the reconstruction and the trenches. So, yeah, it's uh, Thalia is well and truly out, which is great. Yeah, the uh, Yoshin Frontliner is uh, an interesting, uh, an interesting card as well. Uh, sort mm-hmm. of a draft chaff, but uh, has enough synergy and just having unearthed just to, as a way to just uh, force through some damage. Uh, is uh, is very good as well. So, I I don't think that counts as casting. No, it doesn't. It does not. No. No, you just return it from the to, from the graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah, and uh, recruitment officer is such a good Savannah lines. Like, wow. Like yeah. One mana, two one soldier. Great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get, gets in there, but then is a mana sink uh, later on to and a card advantage engine. So, you know. I've played Savannah Lines over the uh, over the journey, and drawing a Savannah Lines on turn six can be pretty uh, underwhelming. But if it's Savannah Lines plus an extra card, uh, then then I'm in. So I, I think a very very good upgrade to uh, mm. to everyone's favourite cat. So um, sideboard, uh, you talked about the disruption of yeah. Thalia. Uh, we've got Anointed Peacekeepers. Which is mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty good. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, Protect the negotiators is uh, is great. Actually, also makes a soldier. Yep. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always thought it was a spirit. Assumed it was a spirit, but yeah. Uh, when I read that, I was just like, okay, let's see what's up there. So that's you know you get to play a bit of a fish game, which is uh, which is quite cool. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's got Lowen uh, Lauren. Loran of the third Loran, path yeah. as as well. So, um, you know, an interesting you know sideboard option. There. Hey, uh, you know, some card advantage killing well, Fable of the it's, it's not so. really card advantage. I think it's just there as a um, Rex Sage, right? Like just ETB kill a thing because I don't think your average card quality is high enough that you want to draw yeah, a card or let your opponent draw a card. Yeah, but it's a good so, Rex Sage. It's a good Rex Sage. It, it is an is. excellent Rex Sage. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And then Wandering Emperor, obviously. Yep. Um, so uh, the the mana base is great. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, Mistress Foundries as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's a you know why not right? Like it's a it's a good creature land. Uh, decks like this want creature lands. We haven't had creature lands in standard for uh, the last uh, until Brothers War hit uh with rotation so this is the one we have uh and uh, it's fine uh it's not you know it's not raging ravine or um any of that cycle but it's uh you know it does a pretty good workshop (laughs) yeah oh sorry yeah mutable yeah exactly yeah 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 i mean obviously if mutable would have all creature types to get the soldier synergies would be better but uh yeah so i like this deck i like this deck a lot um i could see me having this as like my best of one deck on arena sure Um, so yeah like playing on my phone waiting for the kids to go to sleep um jamming some soldiers at people so yeah uh, i think it's i think it's great good deck uh i think um 
it has the tools to beat the bigger mid-range decks. But uh, I think there's just so many bigger yeah, I think it's going to have a really good game one and really hard time in the post-board games. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And as I said, I, I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the decks have uh, made card choice line. So, uh, mm-hmm. the decks got game, not not counting Mr. M out because Mr. M's obviously a great player, but uh, I, I do feel like he's uh, got... He'll be fighting uphill all... all- so, from one all creature deck to another all creature deck, we've got Tom D running back his Esper Legends. Well, it won a league. It's I mean, why not, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's clearly done done him well. I don't see any... I don't... Lauren of the Third Path, which makes sense because it's a Esper Legend, but it got, go for the throat. There's not a lot of pickups that we've got here. There's a Gix. There's a Gix. But yeah, I mean, basically, just had a look at what you know what's come out of the uh, uh, what's come out of the Brothers the, War, the Brothers War, and and mm. added some some in. So I I don't remember seeing Radabradic. Yeah, no, it was definitely in there. Oh, it was. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. For um, sure. So yeah, four Thalia, four Shieldred, bunch of Adelines, Denix, Elias, like. We've seen this deck in action. It, it took down our last league and qualified Tom for this event. Mm-hmm. It's it's disruptive. Uh, it's aggressive. It plays Rafine, you know, so it sees a lot of its deck. And, you know, it's, it's 27 land. Um, you know, he's always going to hit that, uh, that you know, fourth land for Shieldred on turn four. Yep. And, yeah, this deck, it's really powerful. You look at it it's- and you're like... Tom, it's is this just, a bit of a meme? And it's it, actually, yeah. It's actually really good. It's, yeah, it surprised me. That, that I think this was the most surprising deck out of the, like, winning it aside. Just watching how it played out. It it just looks like a pile of cards that don't make any sense. And that just all comes together. Like, it just plays so much better than it looks. And it's one of those things you just kind of have to understand. And, and Tom has clearly taken the same approach of, I know how to play this deck. I know what I'm doing against, like, a bunch of mid-range things. And I've got a few little upgrades here and there and, you know, just running it back based on reps and knowledge rather than, you know, trying to chase the new best thing. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the sideboard's interesting as well. There's uh, cut downs and mm-hmm. knockout blow very much prepared for, you know, the uh, aggressive decks that we don't have a lot of, but that some of those cards may come in uh, then... Yeah, disdainful strokes negates and make disappears. So, can uh, definitely has that counter suite that can come in uh, against those uh, those other mid range decks or those decks that are trying to be bigger. So, well set up sideboard. Uh, a deck Tom knows well has a you know Thalia into Adeline into Shieldred. That's a curve, mm-hmm. right? Or um. Yeah, or even you know you throw in throw, throw in a Rafine there somewhere, and you know, uh, Rafine plus Shieldred. That's a lot of cards. It's a lot of life gained, and and things like that. So there's a lot of things in this deck that it does really really well, and yeah, I I think it's think it's great. Plaza of Heroes, everything's a legend. So you know you've got a you've got a Glimmer Void, um, sitting, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. Uh, I like this deck a lot, and you know it's uh, kind of a bit of a known quantity in in the hands of Tom as well. So I think Tom will uh, will go deep with this as yep. well. So yeah, yeah, he he plays it well for sure. So 
kind of down into the last few here. Uh, let's keep going with, we're chatting about aggressive decks. We've actually got a couple of monocolor decks. We do. We do. So we've got Hatmarai, who's bringing mono red. Yeah. The, so The shorty special. So, yeah, I, I, you know, we'll do some predictions at the end here and, you know, uh, shorty is, you know, yelling at his, uh, his <laughs> headphones at the moment saying mono red, mono red. But we did actually mention a couple of times the, the number of pain lands in some of the three color decks and that will play mm-hmm. into Hammerize hands. Um, so yeah, this is a, you know, mono red comes and goes and, you know, we've seen shorty play things on stream and hasn't, you know, hasn't been a hundred percent happy with the, uh, you know, the options that he's, he's come up with, but this, uh, this seems really good, right? So I, I think uh, there's some additions here that uh, Hammer I has that I have not seen on other other decks playing that I think are a big difference. And the Elder Dragon War is one of them. So yeah, yeah. So just being able to like rebuy your hand and or just four mana for a four four dragon. That's fine. Like that's a that's a good top end. Um, it's uh yeah i i like this a lot uh it complements you know that extra four drop with um th- thundering raju so yeah all of the all of the usual suspects that we've seen you know phoenix chicks and uh bloodthirsty adversaries but monastery swift spear mm-hmm. seems good um reckless storm Ch- chase is great but it's got two copies of felden ronum excavator so what does what does felden do he is one in red for a 2-2 two, two with haste. He can't block. And whenever Felden is dealt damage, exile that many cards from the top of your library. Choose one of them until the end of your next turn. You may play that card. So he uh, is a red card that sees mm-hmm. more cards. So, mm-hmm. like, not strictly card advantage, but uh, is a, uh, you know, can trade and then... He's a 2-2 two, two with haste, though. Like, yeah, you just yeah. don't get a lot of those no. in... At more recent kind of standards. So I think on that strength alone, you'd probably see some number of play. There's two copies, so it's not like we're going super deep because you don't really yeah. want to draw multiples. Well, but he's it, a legend. Yeah. yeah. And Bloodthirsty yeah. Adversary, two mana, two, two with haste. So mm-hmm. like copies five and six is Feldon's sort of floor, and then you might get an extra card out of it. Like you might, you know, attack in like suicide attack him and get a, you know, a lightning strike or a, uh, another creature out of it. Uh, it says you can play that card. You might also hit a land drop that you're missing. So, yep. um, which is pretty gas. So fundamental problem with this deck still just can't beat Shieldred. <laughs> yeah. You've got rending flames in the sideboard as, as your answer. Yep. Uh, three minute deal five. Uh, it, that's it. Right, like I'm not seeing anything else that just cleanly deals with it. So you just got to. You've got to get tricky with it. first strike damage on a Frixian Dragon Engine out of the board, and they're just not going to block spell. though. Yeah. Like you just, yeah. they just never block. Yeah, you so, need to double up. Yeah, you know, like play with fire into lightning strike or something like that, and you know, hope that you're triggering a bunch of prowess triggers on your Swift Spear and you know, punching through damage. those last few points, but. Yeah, mm. Sheldred's a problem for the for the mono red decks, and uh, it's uh, there's there's a lot of Sheldreds in the uh, in the format. So mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, yeah. So 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure how Hammer is going to go. Uh, I, I don't. I like the idea. It could just do mono red things and get things. You know, it could. I, I could see him doing some damage, but I, sure. I think there's just too many shieldreds. Uh, and Archangels and, of Wrath and- And Sweepers as well, the yeah. Brothers War, whatever it's called. No, the-, the Brotherhood's End, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Like, everything is three toughness or less. Yep. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. So, this this might be a similar situation to the Blue White Soldiers deck where it's a great game one and then we'll be uphill. For- yeah. Yeah, the difference there is that, like, you know, at least with the Soldiers deck, you get some amount of stack interaction, whereas here it's just, like, you're playing- effectively face up yeah and and that's fine like sometimes it is just good enough and sometimes you know you're just kind of riding on the fact that your opponents are playing a three color mana base and it can be painful and they can miss a color and like we've all had it like you everyone's lost games to their mana bases right so this is the deck that you don't get you get one extra turn (laughs) you don't get three like it's it's you know like it, it will kill you very quickly and out of nowhere but um yeah I'm very keen to see it play. I just don't know how well it's going to go against, you know, Grixis. It, it could do some damage, but I, I don't know if this is a deck that'll take down the Envy. I'm happy to be wrong, um, and I'll, I'll eat my words, Hammer Eye, but- uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll, yeah, I think that's- uh, I think there's just too many Shieldreds. Uh, so, you mentioned monocolored decks. I did. So, we've got a mono red, then we've got a mono black. We do. Mr. Mud has gone back to his roots a little bit here. And has brought an evolved sleeper deck. And let me tell you, I I lost to many copies of Evolved Sleeper <laughs> out of Chomut in the last league we played. He just kept like just Delver decks can't beat one of these things ever. It's just impossible. <laughs> uh, so this just, this is this is interesting. This deck though, isn't it? It's it's got some spice in it, man. So cut down evolved sleepers, misery shadow. And then we're into some interesting cards. So, Razor, Razor Lash Transmogrant, which is a two mana three one, can't block. Then yep. a bunch of extra texts that may come up. Yep. Tenacious Underdog. Well. Yep. Yeah. Now, this is a card that I talked about, I remember, in preview season. And I was like, I think this has a shot at being standard playable. Uh, I'm right. J-Mud clearly heard me. I'm taking full credit for this card being good, unless it's bad, and then it's his fault. Transmogrant's Crown. Two matter for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two plus O. Whenever a crypt creature dies, draw a card and you can equip it for black. So, I mean, you've got 19 swamps and two Takanumas. So there's only three lands in your deck that don't tap for black. Which so, are Mishra's factory, uh, foundries, yeah. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a one-off and, you know, it, it lets you, you know, attack in, hopefully trade up on some mana and... Uh, get a card out of it so uh you know a bit of a bit of a two for one uh mm-hmm. which is which is great and you know when you've got things like evolved sleepers getting death touch uh you know they can definitely trade up with some of the the bigger bodies running around as well uh so yeah i, I mean i like it it's a one of it's 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 yeah. a bit spicy and um it's been a hot minute since we've seen an equipment uh do anything in standard so uh, yeah, I uh, am interested to see how that goes. Hope J Mud draws it, and uh, it's also a full complement of uh, the Frexian Flesh Gordwell. I is, mean, this is the deck for it. This is the perfect deck for it. Like three mana, three three, Menace Life Link is what you're going to see, 
on turn three anytime he has this. Yeah. I just, I don't see why that's not what you're just slamming. And Takanumas to rebuy it later on. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. Massive. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Shieldreds and Invokes as well. Like, super powerful top end. And we are just talking before about, like, you know, getting punished for your greedy mana bases. He just, he's never going to get punished for that as long as he hits his lands. And he's he got 24 him. lands. So, he does. You know, that, that, that's great. Um, and then the sideboard for Duress. So, uh, I think, love it. Yeah, I think that's great. Three Liliana, a cut down. Uh, Malicious Malfunction is an interesting one. It's a, you know, Kamigawa. Uh, Infest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of. So, yeah, just like kill all you. So, good against the Soldier's deck. So, this is one of those examples where we've, uh, you know, everybody's got the Soldier's deck in mind. Um, some Bank Busters and Sorens to go long and, and the a couple of hearses to, you know, stop the Sarah Paragon Shigans. So, yeah, I... Uh, I actually really like this deck. I, I think um, this is a, 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 it's a bold choice, but this is something that JMUD's had a, a bunch of success with recently, and uh, it, it's got game. It doesn't have the problem that the the mono uh, red deck where, you know, it can't deal with Shieldreds. It doesn't have the problem with the Soldier's deck where, you know, its creatures uh, without the Anthems can be uh, a bit anemic. Uh, it... It can tangle with the uh, the Grixis and and Mardu decks pretty well, I think. So I'm I'm interested to see how it goes. I, I can see J Mud having a, a a good run here. Yeah, me too. I I actually really like this. I think that the the more aggressive slant might actually just be the way to go. Yeah. And yeah, just you know, super clean mana base and just applying lots of pressure. Followed up with you know the disruption and kind of those big. I win cards still. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. yeah, still. Yeah, like one drop type, type aggressive creatures, like. and then yeah, one drop aggressive creatures, and then despairs to to effectively close the game out is is mm-hmm. great. So yeah, uh, I think we've only got one deck. We do, and I mentioned it right at the start. So you know, like we've got, um, you know, we've got a bunch of plains, we've got a bunch of mountains, we've got a bunch of swamps, uh. And a little sprinkling two, of islands. Two forests. <laughs> and then, yeah, now, yeah, Azzy G. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, we saw this deck in the last finals or a version mm-hmm. of. Uh, yeah, the, the lone green deck in our top 16. Uh, what is Azzy G doing, Cracker? What He's is up storming, here? mate. Azzy loves it. He loves Storm the Festival. That's a great card. <laughs> this, this is a really interesting looking deck. Uh, I mean, so yeah, it's Bant, obviously, as we've just described the metabase, but yeah, Bant Storm, Storm the Festival with Denix and Intrepid Adversaries and kind of a like Katilda. So, like, a, you know, you can apply a little bit of early pressure, but then Wedding Announcement, we've got, I love this, we've got a one of Urza and a one of the Mightstone and Weakstone. Both of which you can hit off Storm the Festival, Cracker. You sure can. You get can- I I want to see it. I want to see it melded. I want to see him do the thing. I don't care if it's not good. I just want to see it happen. Yeah. Uh, like, it's 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 amazing, right? Like, it's- mm-hmm. uh, uh, But also, like, Urza just makes you storm the festival cheaper, right? Uh, yep. It's a, it's a three-mana, two-four. Like, yep. it's a fine card on, on its own, but it also has that, like, oops, I did a thing- uh, button at the end. So, yeah, and I, I think this is great. And we- um, 
you know, we talked about this a fair bit the last time. Yeah. And like if every card in this deck, except for Storm the Festival, is a permanent that you can hit on Storm the Festival. Yeah. I mean, you've got just bombs in like Elspeth, Wandering Emperor, Ren and Seven, AO, Grafted Identity to, to steal their thing. So it's kind of just it's it's a ramp strategy. It's set up and pay off. Right? That's that's all we're trying to do is storm into more copies of Storm. Yeah, absolutely. And the what uh, what makes this good and what makes all ramp decks good is things are actually castable uh, mm-hmm. without uh, you know without hitting the the payoff. So uh, you know, even if you don't have storm, you can still cast you know turn four giant planes walk things like that. So. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you're not ramping to like ten drops that are you know uncastable, just unplayable. Yep. You, you've just got an actually really reasonable deck, but this is just kind of a Bury in value card, and yeah. like every time we see, he did he did whiff kind of hard a couple of times on the Storm of the Festivals, but we also saw some absolute bangers out of him in the last finals. So I, I expect that that will be the case again on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. And uh, you know, with there's a lot of mid range decks here, right? Like there's mm-hmm. there's no hard control decks. So there's some decks with some counter magic, but there's no like blue control, blue black control esque. Um, Builds, there's no, uh, uh, well, sorry, there's very little like hard aggro. There's a lot of mid range, and Storm the Festival is the epitome of the bigger mid range card. So, I, I, if he can dodge the make disappears and and negates, uh, then uh, this could definitely go all the way. Uh, mm-hmm. It's definitely got the power to do that, and you know, sideboard. Uh, has uh, has a lot of uh, of ops as well. So destroy evil that deals with Sheldred. That's good. So does disdainful stroke. Uh, farewell is great. Uh, we've got uh, Lauren of the Third Path as well. Some hearse welcoming vampire uh, is actually great because a lo- that triggers a lot of the the smaller creatures. Um, you know the the Denix and the Catildas and the the creepers to. Yeah, uh, and of course, wedding announcement to draw a bunch of cards as well. So, uh, I like that in the mid-range battles as well. So, yeah, I, I think this deck's uh, really interesting. It's one of the cooler decks, uh, definitely in the in the format, and I think uh, it's also just got a lot of potential. So, I'm interested to cover this one. Hundred percent. All right. So you know what time it is. Prediction time. Bold, wild predictions based on no knowledge of how this deck plays against each other. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I've given it a little thought, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but before we do, before we get into predictions, I'll just run through the the, the metagame because we did jump around a little bit. So sure, yeah. Penchair, Rakdos Midrange, Azig, Bent Festival, Autolycus, Mardu Angels, Mister M, Blue White Soldiers, Wangasith, Mardu Angels, J Mud, Mono Black, Sarah Soldiers, Mardu Angels, Rolling Royce. Moist Rakdos, which is just Grixis deck. Uh, Elwall or Linden's Grixis midrange. Map, Rakdos, Hammerai, Mono Red. Plunks, Mardu, Angels. Jedi's, Grixis. AV Cable, Tom D. Esper Legends. Hemsey on Grixis. And Insanity on Mardu, Angels. I I think, and looking at the bracket, mm-hmm. I think Sarah beats Map in the first round and then progresses all the way through uh, and to our grand final uh, with her angels angels list. Azzy G loses to Hemsey and drops to the lower bracket. 
and then storms his way through, storms the festivals his way through the lower bracket, meets Sarah in the grand final. Sarah has him dead on board. He top decks a storm the festival and hits the uh, Urza Mightstone Weakstone combo. <laughs> the, the Mightstone is the removal spell. Urza is a blocker that lets Azzy live. Next turn, melds. Urza wins the game and the envy. That's that's my bold prediction. That um that may well be the boldest prediction we've ever had <laughs> for, for any of these. It's very specific. I, I it's <laughs> it is incredibly specific. Uh it also feels like maybe it was written by the AI bot that Azzy used, but um I have been I- accused of being a bot in uh, some <laughs> games that I've played. Yes. So <laughs> Uh, what's, uh, okay. What about you? What, uh, what's your oh, Do you have a Nick. serious one? This is really tough. So, I feel like I've actually got to know a bunch of these players more in the last few months. Uh, m- you know, meeting a bunch of them in person and playing with them and just kind of hanging out. Are you getting emotional then- over your players? No, no, not at all, man. I'm just like, it, there, there is just some monsters, man. Yeah. Like, Penchair and Map are on fire. Yeah. Like, they are playing out of their minds. Jedi's is mythic rank number one, like a month and a half ago or something like yeah. that. Yeah, insanity you, you runs around you, in the in the mythic upper mythics you, as well. You don't get there by mistake. Like these these people are just unreal good, and I just I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know how you pick it. I look, I'm going to do it again because I just I kind of want him to win. I'm going to put my Jmud. All right. I think I think the mono black deck has actually got the tools. People are going to stumble on their mana, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I don't know that it's the best deck, but I kind of like it. I like it, and J might be a deserving winner uh, as well. I think so. Uh, yeah, I I would not be upset if if J Mud won. Um, and I'm I like not, his- not upset by anybody winning. This is just going to be unreal. J Mud's also got a great token suggestion as well. Does he? So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, All right, on, I haven't looked at that. So. Yeah, um, so uh, we've gone long like we mm-hmm. do. Uh, one course. last thing. I'm just going to run through a list real quick to let people know what these what these players are actually playing for. Like we talked about yeah. uh, cash and prizes and tokens and such, but um, what will happen is the from 1st to 16th, we'll have a draft of the prizes. So think prize wall, first, first place gets their first pick, last place gets the last pick. So double masters draft box, uh, the later double masters not the yeah 2022 yeah. yeah brothers war collector booster box $200 cash boulders gate set booster box uh dmu jumpstart box two dmu commander decks zendikar expedition bloodstained mire old border foil scolding tarn $300 cash urza's saga Telerian academy brothers war set box 100 bucks cash uh ultimate masters cavern of souls Modern Horizons 2 Bundle, Borderless Endurance, 50 bucks cash. Each player will also get a Magic Beans 2022 Laymat mm-hmm. uh, just for... Uh, oh, and the winner gets a, a sweet trophy at the end as well. So, like, that that all adds up. That's well over three grand in cash and prizes uh, up on offer there. So, whew, there's a lot on the line here. This is this it is real is. stakes. Real yeah, magic, yeah, real for sure. Yeah. I, I love it. And, and I really like the way that we do this where... You know, some people like would want the Telerian Academy for their, you know, Joyra Artifact Commander deck or something like that, right? 
I think it's bent. But yeah, yeah. It, but, oh, it is too, isn't it? But you yeah. know, like there's just there are cards like that where you it's just a reserve list card, like yeah. exactly. Yeah. Whereas yeah. some people are just like, I mean, that's great, but I only play Magic on Arena. I'll take three hundred dollars cash. Yeah, exactly. So I, I really like that. You know, we we've tried to give everyone as much choice. <laughs> in in this and you know you win you get to it's it's the rare draft at the end of the draft mate you get to pick the thing you want exactly it's yeah and that's the thing it's a having that agency is is great magic players love decisions that's why we play this game so Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's awesome so uh we kick off on saturday at 10 30 a.m australian daylight savings time so set your uh set your alarms and uh come in and join us we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff to give away on stream so oh yeah yeah it's not just the players you come hang out you hashtag beans giveaway and there will be packs and cards and and all sorts of stuff that we we are throwing around left right and center so this is our big end of year event that we're pulling out all of the stops we're cleaning out the cupboards anything we've got lying around that we could possibly give away uh will be coming your way so yeah tune in uh and uh, it's gonna be super fun mate i'm looking forward to it yeah me too uh i think that about does it we'll just keep it short in terms of the wrap-up if you want to check us out or any of the things we do magicbeanscast.com has all the links to all the places that you can find us twitch twitter youtube facebook all that sort of stuff magic beans cast kind of everywhere uh huge huge thank you as always to josh and pats into g bazaar please go and check them out they they really do let us put this on there's no way that the beans as much as we love this and we're happy to dedicate our time we we don't have <laughs> the kind of money to to put this sort of prize pool together just year after year this is the third year we've done it and you know we we love it in addition to all the other stuff that we've done throughout the year all the prizes that we have so um please you know even if you don't buy stuff from pat and josh just let them know that you're there ping him a message and say hey you know i'm checking things out hit him up if there's something you're looking for as well that's something that you people don't necessarily know you can shoot pat a message and say hey i'm wondering if you've got a place out of these and things he's got every card under the sun so just because it's not this week cracker where i uh was messaging him paying for a lot that i won and i'm building a new commander deck and i'm like hey have you got any of this and that and um, he got back to me like the next day and he's like, yep, mm-hmm. here they are. Here's the prices, uh, which were, uh, better than like, you know, CK one-to-one and, yep. um, you know, they're just in the, uh, in the mail with the, the lot that I won. So, uh, it's a, it's a great service. Great service. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. So if you want to see me, just come hang out on Saturday. We will, that, that is honestly the best thing you can do. Um, if it's past Saturday, the 10th of December, then watch the VOD. It'll be up on YouTube at some point as well, but come hang out. Uh, otherwise, um, you can, the best place is Discord for, for kind of chatting to any of us. But if you want to hang out with us on Twitter, you can do that. Um, I am at Joel Hill underscore and Chewy, you are. At Chewy MTG. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful couple of days and we will see you on the stream. 